Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. One, one pitch. Basketball pulled and Got a fantasy question? Email fantasy baseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Now, here's Adam, Scott, Heath, and Chris. Welcome, everybody, on Monday, July 16th. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the All Star break. Yeah! All right. Now, you know what? I love baseball. I love fantasy baseball, but I love a nice little three-day rest as well. Welcome. Uh, I am Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Chris Towers. Do you share my all-star break enthusiasm? No, I prefer when there are things to talk about, Adam. I just liked that you were singing a Christmas song and put me in the mood to watch a Christmas movie. Uh, Well, we got one fewer of those, buddy. What do you mean? Well, if Bruce Willis himself says Die Hard's not a Christmas movie, I gotta go with Bruce Willis's word for okay, it. Okay, like, quick, quick question here. Did Bruce Willis write Die Hard? Nope. Did he direct Die Hard? Nope. Was he one of the producers of Die Hard? Nope. Did he have anything to do with the, the creation of this film? Don't believe so. So why do we care? Because he's Bruce Willis! He's, he's, like, he's, like he's, alright, alright. He if, is Die Hard. If, if Sean Astin comes around and says, well, you know, Rudy's not really a football movie. Yeah, dumb. Dumb. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take him seriously. Just cause you played the guy in the movie does not mean I, that you are the sole person whose response we need to care about. Such a weird interpretation. I, I have a quote for movie. you, Adam. Uh huh. Here are people trying to control this game that really, really don't have a clue about the game, period. Whatever that computer spits out, that's it. There are volumes and volumes of knowledge that go into playing baseball. That computer has no idea. It's called the human element, and it's everywhere. They think they've got it figured out because they won the rotisserie league at Harvard. <laughs> yeah, whoever that's, said that that's is my Hall hero. Of Fame baseball player, so advanced analytics. Oh, be crap! Wait, I bet I know who that was. I would hope you do. It's one of your Yankees. It's Goose Gossage, isn't it? Yeah, and Adam. If, he's like, a lewd. Must just accept whatever he says because he played baseball. That, Adam, he's a lewd. How do you pronounce graphic interchange format? Should I be calling it a GIF because How, the leader well, calls I'm it just, a GIF? I'm, I'm, ans- I'm just asking a simple, honest question with no ulterior motive. I, I pronounce I pronounce it GIF because nobody... The creator I, of the graphic interchange format says it's GIF. I, I, I do actually pronounce it GIF, but if I'm around people that I don't think are aware that the creator said it's GIF, or it's GIF, then I will say GIF, or then I will say GIF, rather, for their purposes. You're around That's, people that... Believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie, so you should should accommodate us. You're wrong. All right, so so let's talk about baseball. Eh. Something that you know very well. Give me one hitter to add right now. One hitter to add. Jake Bauer still. Yeah. How much did his ownership go over the, up over the weekend? Because I saw a bunch of tweets. People finally buying into Jake Bauer's. He is 49% owned. We're getting there. How old, how old does Jake Bowers need to be? Um, 80? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I understand if you were in a categories league that only has three outfielders, man, it's still hard to believe. I guess if you didn't have a corner infielder and you didn't have five outfielders and it was categories, he probably doesn't need to be owned at this point. But I can't think of another format where I wouldn't want to own him. 
Well, let's look at the other hitters on the most added list and see if you'd rather have Bowers than the following players. And they're all owned in like half our leagues. Steven Piscotty. He's actually the most added player in, in all of our leagues. I'd rather have Bowers. Okay. Piscotty is hitting very it's, well. It's not sure about that. Yeah, I think that one's close. Like, the problem with Bowers is I think he's a good hitter. I, I don't know if he's super conducive to success in a roto league. And that's probably the league where you would need him most. All right, so they're fairly even, let's just say. How about Carlos Gonzalez? I would rather have Bowers. Bowers. Jesse Winker. Bowers. Bowers. Michael Franco. Bowers. Bowers. Yeah. So, I mean, Piscotti and Bowers are the head of the class there. They're better than Winker. They're better than Franco. They're better than Carlos Gonzalez. And all those guys, like I said, they're like 40 to 60% owned. Pretty pretty close there. Uh, Chris, did you have a hitter that you wanted to talk about? Or we can no, transition to pitchers? Let's move on. Yeah, if pitchers are, uh, and the thing is, like, I love giving the one-start streamers. It's my new favorite thing, mostly to tweak Scott a little bit. Last week, my favorite one-start streamers were Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson, so that worked out well. I thought it was Lance Lynn and Luke Weaver, but I actually said Kyle Gibson on the podcast, so I hope hope you guys uh stream them. Um, don't have the really matchups, and also if you're playing, you know, the, not every team set their rotation. I don't know where we are in, in that process. Maybe you guys can fill me in. But if you're also playing a long week, almost everybody is a two-star pitcher if you're playing into, you know, from Thursday to the following Sunday. So it's not exactly a week for streaming. However, there are pitchers to add, like whom? Well, uh, do you know what ownership John Gray is at? Last I saw it was pretty low. It was in the 70 range. 76. And he came out and, look, I, I get that it's, Coors Field, and he has struggled to live up to his lofty peripherals in the past. But this guy had like a 299 uh, FIP before he got sent down. Yeah, he was pitching poorly. Yes, last season he did not live up to his peripherals either. But last season he had a 376 ERA with a ton of strikeouts. He was really good. So I think he's good. I think he's going to be good in the second half. It's probably more of a mid to threes uh, ERA, but he needs to be universally owned. That is John Gray. He is 76% owned. He threw seven and a third, one run, six strikeouts against the Mariners, and he said he just got back to power pitching, relied on his awesome fastball. And, yeah, Gray is definitely somebody I was looking at, 76% owned now. Heath, pitcher to add? Yeah, I'll go with somebody a little bit lesser owned, but not much. Zach Wheeler. Um, a pretty good outing, considering them. I know the Nationals haven't been good lately offensively, but they're still good. They still have a lot of grit hitters. He made seven and two-thirds innings, seven strikeouts. He's been good for too long to be under 70% out. Yeah, let me tell you exactly what Zach Wheeler's been doing. His last nine starts, Wheeler has a 361 ERA. But 21 walks, 53 strikeouts in 57 and a third. So it's not a sparkling ratio. For the season, it's a pretty good ratio. 40 walks, 106 strikeouts in 107 and a third. And the ERA, you know, even in this hot stretch, 361, it's higher because he's had two really bad starts. For the most part, Wheeler's been pretty good uh, when you when you throw him out there. Also, I'm sorry, I know you mentioned – I'm probably going to repeat what you said. I was looking up Wheeler's stats. Um, he gave up four runs in seven two-thirds. Did you mention he only gave up one through seven and then three in the eighth? I, I did not, no. Uh, okay. Phew. Yeah, he was having a great start. They brought him out there for the eighth, and he gave up three more runs. Really weird to think the Mets might do something that they shouldn't do with a starting pitcher. <laughs> well, they might trade this starting pitcher. Um, so you'd rather have Gray over Wheeler, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather have Wheeler or Sean Newcomb? Newcomb. 
That one's close with the way Newcomb's pitched lately. He just needs a little break. He's on the dropometer. We'll talk about. I would, I would hope so, but he, his peripherals had been bad for a while before uh, the results turned. Okay, yeah, it's uh, eleven starts with a four thirty two ERA for Newcomb and not a lot of strikeouts, but we'll talk about him later. I did, I did want to talk about Nick Kingham because we've talked about some sort of high end guys. Kingham's thirty two percent owned. Is that too low? For Kingham, who should be in the rotation for a while. Chad Cool's going to be shut down for at least another three weeks or so. Nick Kingham. Yeah, I think we've seen enough from him, uh, enough good flashes at least, that I, I think he's someone who probably needs to be owned in more than 32%. The problem, the surface level numbers, uh, 426 ERA and even the 458 FIP don't suggest much, but He's had some bad luck with uh, homers, 17% home run to fly ball ratio. Good control in his uh, early stint in the majors. Pretty good strikeout rate. So he's someone that I, I think is is better than he's shown. Any other pitchers you want to talk about? We, we just talked about John Gray, Zach Wheeler, Nick Kingham. That's yeah, fine. That's a nice teaser for the rest of the show. Uh, I think Joe Musgrove might be a little under-owned. He's about 50% owned. He's been under-owned, guys. Yeah, but he had, he had some rocky starts, so I understand why people dropped him. Maybe it was premature. He's also RP eligible. Uh, you know what? I, I think now is the time, cause I didn't think it was a, you know, I say this a lot. Sometimes you get weeks where there are a lot of guys I really want to add. Sometimes not so much. Plus it's the all-star break and, you know, people are kind of chilling a little bit. I think now is a good time to look at your waiver wire. And if you're on a CBSSports.com league, go to the roster trends and then go to most owned and sort by free agents, and see if there's some guys who are like 90% owned that just happen to be dropped and maybe you weren't paying attention. A few weeks ago in a points league, I picked up Ender and Ciarte because of that. Uh, last week, I picked up Gregory Polanco. He's 82% owned, and he is hitting the ball well. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a great batting average, but he's hitting a lot of home runs lately. I don't know how legit it is, but I want to own him. Anyway... There are going to be guys that we don't talk about because they're so owned that might be available in your league. And let's face it, like some people are just kind of tuning out right now. The dog days in fantasy. Some some teams know that some owners know their teams just don't have it. So take advantage of that. Like Hector Rondon. Hector Rondon slipped through the cracks for a few days in our podcast points league, and I picked him up. I dropped Blake Parker. He's probably the closer for the Astros. Oh, that's a good guy to to add. Yeah. All right. So there's Adam's little Uncle Adam's unsolicited advice. Uh more advice from Uncle Adam. You might be hiring. For your business, big business, small business, medium size, it does not matter. ZipRecruiter.com is the highest rated hiring site in America. So hiring can be very challenging. It is difficult to find qualified candidates. Sometimes it takes a long time, but not with ZipRecruiter. And you can use ZipRecruiter for free. You can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. So you you post your job. ZipRecruiter finds the candidates for you, sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. It's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter, 80% get a quality candidate through the site within just one day. So maybe you're not hiring now, but at some point you need someone, use that URL, ZipRecruiter.com slash strike, because it goes out and finds the right people for your job. And again, you can try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash S-T-R-I-K-E. ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Another player you can add, guys, 
A.J. Minter, 33% owned. See a must-add guy, Viscaino, back on the DL with the shoulder issue. Minter got off to a really weird start to the season. He was someone that we came into the year with a lot of expectations for, and through his life first, off the top of my head, I want to say like 10, 15 appearances, he really didn't look very good at all, but he's been getting uh, a ton of strikeouts and a ton of swinging strikes since then. So, yeah, he's probably... If he's the guy, and he wasn't the guy necessarily last time Viscaino was out, he he's a very good pitcher. I, I thought was. he I thought he was. He wasn't. He was mostly the guy. Uh, as in as much as there was a guy. Viscaino was an outlaw. Yeah. Also, they've been losing a lot lately. I would not use the term "must own" just because I don't think I'm picking him up in any type of points league. He's more of a if saves, if I'm desperate for saves, yes, I have to go get him. And then another guy to just keep your eye on and, and how they use these two is, of course, Dan Winkler, who has been kind of the opposite of Mentor. He was lights out at the beginning of the year. His numbers still look pretty good, and, and his ERA at three is a little higher than what his peripherals say it should be, but 11K per nine and, and no control issues. Okay, I think yesterday... They won like 5-1, and Minter pitched the ninth, and Winker the eighth. Uh, so, okay, we're, co- we're going to call Minter the favorite. Not yes, necessarily sure. going to get all of it, but uh, this could be an extended absence. It's a recurring shoulder issue for Vizcaino. Um, James Paxson's on the DL, but he's, it's not expected to be serious. And let me just add one more thing. If you own a closer that, that could be traded, if you own Sergio Romo, if you own, gosh, uh, someone on the Tigers, <laughs> who is that, who? Kyle Bearclaw. Kyle Bearclaw, Brad Hand. Minter might be a guy that you want to keep an eye on. Paxson's on the DL, not expected to be serious. Eduardo Rodriguez is on the DL with serious damage in his ankle, but he does not need surgery. Rodriguez is going to be in a boot for two weeks, and then he'll be reevaluated. Yeah, I mean, they were talking about this one yesterday as if, like, we hope he's back this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a tough blow for the Red Sox. He's been pitching great. He was actually... He didn't, of course, did not get a quality start because he like never pitches six innings. But he was well on his way in that start on uh, Saturday, I believe. Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, Francisco Cervelli back on the DL, and this is really serious. He cannot shake these concussion syndromes, and additionally, he may not be able to catch anymore. Francisco Cervelli, I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, he was uh, he was taking work at first base recently, I think. Um, but you know, there might not be. A ton of room for him to play there. You know, maybe he gets into a timeshare with Josh Bell. Uh, San Luis fired Mike Matheny and both hitting coaches. And Chris and I both thought for at least three or four times reading the name that Mike Schmidt was the new coach. But we are wrong, Chris. Yeah, and and I I also got confused because I for some my brain thought they were the Phillies when I saw Mike Schlitt. <laughs> Schilt. Schilt, I think. Even though Gabe Kapler <laughs> did not uh, get fired. So right. That was all confusing for me. I was really struggling the entire time. Uh, the Indians called up Francisco Mejia as they optioned Shane Bieber to the minors. Mejia, at one point, a top catching prospect who they would like to see play in the outfield. Still a top prospect, to I, be clear. I think he's, okay. Uh, he hasn't he, been so great, he's right? Up 20 coming into the season. I don't think he's taken a big fall in the uh, prospect rankings. Okay. But I don't, I think he's going to get sent down. Because Bieber yeah. will yeah. be back. What's what's the deal? Do we need do we need to add or look at Francisco Mejia? I don't believe so, okay. but I do still think he's a, a prospect. Yeah, I mean, in 
so in 2018 at AAA, he's played catcher, left field, outfield, right field. He played third base in the Arizona Fall League last year. He played one game at third base. So they've been trying to find a place for him to play because they they just don't have room for him behind the plate right now. And they, just, and they need outfield help in Cleveland. So yeah, yeah. They've idea. got two different guys on the DL now, I think. Chisenhall. And Elani Chisenhall just went on the DL. So they could use the help. I just don't know he's going to be an everyday player yet. This gets like really frustrating with with uh Mejia right now because like he could make ten appearances at the outfield, gain outfield eligibility for next year, but lose catcher eligibility. In which case next year he goes into the season without catcher eligibility, and that would really hurt his fantasy prospects for next year when he might actually have an everyday job in the outfield or somewhere else. And Wilson Ramos Speaking of catchers, hurt his hamstring. He expects to end up on the DL. Let's hope they do that before lineups lock. That would be nice. And Jeff Samarja is on the DL, and he could be out a while. Shoulder inflammation for Samarja. Derek Holland will rejoin the San Francisco rotation. He's 8% owned, and honestly, he's pitched well enough to be owned in more than 8% of leagues. I don't know that we buy it, but Holland, for NL only, he's back. He's been weirdly good. Right? Yeah. It's, it's bizarre. Well, let's do some buy, sell, or hold. And it's more about, like, do you buy their current fantasy value, I guess? I don't know. You can interpret it however you want. Buy, sell, hold. Buy, will they be better moving forward? Sell, will they be worse? Hold, they will be exactly the same. How about that? I like it. Buy, sell, hold, Dallas Keuchel, who had a six-inning scoreless start against Detroit on Friday. Dallas Keuchel. Have you been all three of these on Dallas Keuchel already this year? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would say, yeah, absolutely, yes. I, I'm going uh, to hold Dallas Keuchel. I would say that he's going to have uh, an ERA somewhere just maybe barely north of 3.5. He won't have quite enough strikeouts. He'll throw a ton of innings, and he should have a better win-loss record in the second half. Chris, buy, sell, hold, Keuchel. Hold, yeah. He's not throwing that many innings this year. I, I'm, I think I'm selling. I can't help but notice that all of his good starts lately have been against some of the worst teams in baseball, except one start at Texas. But two against Kansas City, one against Chicago, one against Detroit. And like I said, he had, I think, 17 ground ball outs two starts ago. He had eight ground ball outs, six fly ball outs in this last start. So (laughs) I think I'm selling, but I might be holding. One thing's for sure, we're not buying necessarily Dallas Keuchel. He's not going to live up to what I hoped he would be preseason. It's hard to count him out, though. I'm very confused. I hate Dallas Keuchel right now. Sean Mania! Buy, sell, hold, Sean Mania. I would say sell, but who's buying? You know, like, bu- selling requires buying. And I'm not sure anybody's, like, going out of their way to buy Sean Mania right now. It, it's been a puzzling season for him because, uh, he's had more success than he's ever had before, but the process by which he's going about it has been I would say worse than we've ever seen from him. Like his swing and strike rate is way down. And this was a guy who was an above average swing and miss pitcher before, uh, had two above average swing and miss pitches. It's, it's hard to make sense of him right now. Yeah. I mean, luck doesn't have to run out in the course of one season. He could stay this fortunate all year long, but it's not something I would bet on. Uh, the Babbitt is still just 222 against. That's most of it. His control has been better than it ever has been before, but I would sell him. I agree with Chris. That's going to be hard. Most of the people that are probably buying guys like Sean Manaya are already thrown in the towel. 
Uh, you never. I mean, look, he's he's having. He's got a three. <laughs> that wasn't mean. That it's just, was mean. It was kind of true. Mean. Uh, you, you might be able to sell Sean Mania for something, but we're selling. Uh, Tyler Ellis Keuchel than Sean Mania, so I'd I'd sell him for that. There you go. Uh, Tyler Anderson. Tyler Anderson, eighty-two percent owned. Buy, sell, hold. Another very good start over the weekend. And this may be one of those situations where I'm I'm just wrong for a while, but I am selling Tyler Anderson. If again, if you can sell a Rockies pitcher, right? Then then I would do it. I think he might have a low four ZRA, but I, I don't think it'll be this good. I would feel so much better about buying if there was like a good explanation for why he's getting so many strikeouts lately. Like he's throwing his cutter a lot more. That is one thing over his last. You know, this five-start stretch that's seen him strike out 39 batters in 34 innings. Uh, throwing his cutter almost as his primary pitch. He's throwing it about 35% of the time. But that's not really been a very good swing and miss pitch for him in his career. So it doesn't – that's not the explanation that I would hope to see. Like just looking at 2017 versus 2016, he had a 12% swinging strike rate last year. He is an 11.9 this year. He struck out about 8.5 per nine. Both. Right, but this is in this is in reaction to the recent run. This is Tyler Anderson wasn't 75 percent owned or whatever it is, 82 percent owned. No, he had a he had almost a five ERA yeah. last year. No, no, no. But I'm talking about even just the last five starts. Before that, when he has a you know one eight ERA or whatever, people nobody was owning Tyler Anderson. This is all you know. He had a a 4-5-2 ERA before this most recent stretch where he has at least six strikeouts, at least a strikeout per inning in each of his last five starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to sell someone that you just picked up off waivers. I get that, but I, in the general sense, buy, sell, hold of how you feel about Tyler Anderson and I'll what hold. he'll do. Hold, sell. Hold, sell. Okay. Uh, an interesting one here. Julio Tehran, 80% owned. Now, as Scott has mentioned, since he's come off the DL, the velocity's been up. The swinging strikes have been up, and the results have been solid. Uh, so he six and a third scoreless against Arizona on Sunday with three walks and six strikeouts. He now has a four ERA, Julio Tehran, four ERA, and uh, fi- he had a fifteen percent swinging strike rate in his first five starts off the DL before. Yeah, it's probably like twelve percent on uh, on Sunday in his most recent start. Anyway, eighty percent owned Julio Tehran. Buy, sell, hold this kind of new version with more. More strikeouts, basically. The velocity is not really up. Uh, the velocity is around where it was before he went on the DL, so just worth noting that. He's made five starts since coming off the DL, you said? Six now. Six. Okay, and so I guess the through line here is he's throwing his slider a lot more. Um, and that's that's what we see from old pitchers as they lose life on their fastballs. They stop throwing it quite as much, but... That one I buy. I'll sell this one. I buy all the other ones a lot more, even though I'm holding most. <laughs> that was that was really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't buy it even a little bit. He's made six starts. Two of them have been disasters. Four of them have been good. Most of them have been against bad teams. Um. I his walks are still way too high. I I don't I don't buy it. Okay, that's Julio Tehran. I, 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 I think if you look at Brooks baseball, his velocity is up. It's not up a lot, but it's up. It, you know, especially from early in the season, but I, and that's not a huge surprise, right? Guys don't throw that hard in April. It's up, but alright, well. Adam, 
It's up. I, I have an interest. I have, I have an important uh, note to share on the Die Hard uh, front. Oh, is it about Greg Bird? No. Okay. What is it? Um, on the Die Hard front, are you have the you have the bleep thing in your toolbox, right? Uh, sure. All right. I'm gonna read a message from our league mate and uh, colleague Tom Fornelli in your re- responding to your important announcements for our league. <laughs> Did Bruce Willis write Die Hard? Because if not, he's just some a-hole reading words off the page. <laughs> Thank you for not making me bleep that. Uh, I Look, Bruce Willis has a lot of credibility on this, okay? That's that's all I got. It's like, how could you dispute that? He's got a lot of credibility. Goose gossage. You don't... So, so, so Bruce Willis was in Looper. That means he's a he's an expert on time travel is what you're saying. Looper's a great movie, isn't it? It's a really good movie. It's a really underrated movie. Outstanding stuff. I and just if, want to talk about Looper. If you haven't seen Sicario, for God's sake, see Sicario. It's so I good. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. The first one. The first one's amazing. The second one's good. Not great. Can I see The Day of Soldado without seeing the first one? Yeah, you can, but I wouldn't recommend it. But you can. Uh, we're going to do the drop-o-meter in a second. I have something much more exciting to talk about, though. Back by popular demand. If you missed out on the Father's Day special... And you want to eat some really good food, a lot of it, for an amazing price. You want to grill out. It is summertime, baby. Omaha Steaks, we got another deal for you. Go to omahasteaks.com and type FBT in the search bar. Omahasteaks.com and type FBT in the search bar. It's not like an offer code at the end. It's not omahasteaks.com slash FBT or anything. You, you go to the website. You look in the search bar. Type in FBT. You can see this amazing deal come up. In fact, I was at a barbecue on Saturday. It was not an Omaha Steaks barbecue. Oh, they, they didn't barbecue. It was a party. They ordered catering, whatever. They were talking about hot dogs, the best hot dogs they've ever had. Somebody chimes in a true story. He says, you know what the best hot dog I've I've ever had is? An Omaha Steaks hot dog. And you know what? That is a great call because I had these recently over Father's Day. They are so good. and They're part of this package. So you are getting all the highest quality cuts with a one-of-a-kind flavor, all all beef, USDA inspected for quality, aged for 21 days to unlock the full flavor and the tenderness of the cuts. This is a great gift for somebody. It's a great gift for you. And for $39.99, you are getting 80% off if you type in FBT in the search bar. Here's what you're getting. Two fillets, two top sirloins, four juicy boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four all-beef Omaha steak burgers, Four kielbasa sausages, four award-winning, damn right, gourmet jumbo franks, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, and four made-from-scratch caramel apple tartlets. You're getting those thrown in for free. All that food for $39.99 is a limited-time offer. OmahaSteaks.com. Type FBT in the search bar. OmahaSteaks.com. FBT in the search bar. Went a little long on that read. I apologize, but I am very ins- excited about this. You will love it. It is really good stuff, and it's so inexpensive. All right, the dropometer. Zero to ten. How droppable are they? Zero is no way. No chance I'm dropping him. Ten is, yeah, he's gone. I dropped him yesterday. Sean Newcomb. Go ahead. Zero to ten. Zero. Five. Okay. <laughs> Sean Newcomb has not been very good for his le- – what? Two of his last three starts for sure, and you could argue by strikeouts, three of his last five haven't been that impressive. Eleven starts for Sean. Eleven starts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no, that that's true. Like, well, he has had very good starts in between there. 
Right, but but we're talking we're not just talking about the results. We're talking about the the way he's gotten it. Over the I, last eleven starts, he has a seventeen point four percent strikeout rate. That's Manayan. I, I, I understand. <laughs> he has some terrible strikeout games in there and he has some good strikeout games in there. He does he has like one really good he has one good strikeout game. He has two 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 starts in his last eleven with more strikeouts than innings pitched. Three with as many. That's the standard? Well, like six strikeouts in six innings is he's is, a twenty. He just turned twenty five years old. He's thrown what two hundred innings in the major leagues. He struck out a batter per nine. He has huge upside. He was a number one, a first round pick, who was a top prospect. And you're going to drop him because of a few bad starts. It's not a few bad starts. It's most of his season. Are you dropping Sean Manaya? Maybe. Like John- at least Sean Manaya is getting good results. At least he's not walking everyone he sees. With Sean Newcomb, you're getting the exact Please same. Please drop Sean Newcomb. You're I getting, will be glad that you're I getting am. the exact same number of strikeouts, which is the main argument against Sean Manaya being a viable fantasy option. No forward. one's saying he's not a viable starter. We're just saying that you should sell high on him if you can. I, I would, I wouldn't be crazy to drop Sean Manaya. Uh, that is, and Sean Newcomb has the same strikeout rate over his last 11 starts and he's walking. Yeah. 12% of batters that he's faced. He has 43 strikeouts to 30 walks over his last 58 and a third innings. Now it's come with a 432 area, which isn't disastrous, but that's also a 255 Babbitt. Sean Newcomb has been bad for most of this season. We're talking about a two month stretch. Please drop him. I'd be very happy. Okay. Would you drop him for, for John Gray? Yes. No. Okay. Uh- <laughs> Sean Newcomb has been bad for most of this season. Yeah, John Gray's peripherals have been better all season. Okay. Even when the results I don't were think bad. they've been better all season. Yes. They're definitely better now. No, they've been like he's had a three he had a three fit before he got sent down to the minors. He's been he his peripherals have been better well, than okay, Sean. We do not ever expect John Gray's ERA to match his fit. No, but you're still last year he had a three seventy six ERA with a three with a two nine nine FIP or whatever it was. Like his skills are better than Sean Newcomb's. Course I agree with field that. is bad, but he's also been really good at Coors Field. Okay, uh, this, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Let's move on. Kyle Hendricks. Drop a meter on Kyle Hendricks. Uh, he's, he's Kyle Hendricks, you know? Is he? Cause his strikeout rate is, for, even for Kyle Hendricks, it's really, really low this year. It's, it's 6.8. <laughs> Last year was 7 points, usually around 8. Um, I'll say this about Hendricks. Last year he had a 409 ERA, 51 strikeouts and 61 and 2 thirds before the All-Star break. Second half of the year after the All-Star break, he actually had a DL stint. After that, he had a 2.19 ERA and 72 strikeouts and 78 innings to finish the season. Very strong. So that's, you know, a reason not to drop him. But he just, he has not been very good. He's got a 3.92 ERA. He's not striking anybody out. He's got a 5.06 ERA in his last eight starts. So 0-10 to 10 for Kyle two. Hendricks. Two. Yeah, three. Okay. And finally, Cole Hamels. 90% owned Cole Hamels, 0-10. to 10. Um, one. Yeah, probably two. Like, he hasn't, he's rediscovered the strikeout rate, which is nice, but it's, it's kind of come at the expense of everything else. Like, he's giving up a ton of home runs. He's getting hit hard. Um, so why is he only a two? Because you're getting strikeouts, you're getting innings. It's just, I'm not that, like, I'm not enthused about starting him, but I also, I think he's probably, worth using and to bring in the scott white argument since he's not here if you drop cole hamels he's getting picked up probably 
within the next couple of days. I'll say, okay. And I think the same thing for Sean Newcomb. All right. I will drop Newcomb to a four and push Cole Hamels to a five. How about that? Okay. Slightly better. So how are we ranking these three rest of season? Hendricks, Newcomb, and Hamels. Hendricks, Newcomb, Hamels. I think Newcomb, Hendricks, Hamels. All righty. Well, I don't have the music queued up, so welcome back. Your dreams. I don't remember. Uh, some guys who should be returning after the All-Star break. Gary Sanchez could be back Friday. Glaber Torres not long after that. Yoenna Cespedes could be back DHing at the Yankees this weekend. Cespedes. I don't know what that means. work at first base. Nah, they've, they've eliminated that. It, not this year anyway. Or they've mostly eliminated that. Uh, Steven Strasburg could return this weekend. Zach Eflin should be back after the All-Star break. He has a blister. That's why Eniel De Los Santos got another start. Jake Junis is going to start against the Twins this weekend. Irvin Santana might be, might be back very soon or might make one more rehab start, but Irvin Santana is 43% owned. What do you think, Irvin Santana? He should be more owned than that. That's, that's a good target. Um, I wouldn't drop any of the pitchers we just talked about for Irvin Santana. I'd be fine dropping Cole Hamels for him. What about, let's say, Matt Harvey or Urban Santana? You're not dropping Matt Harvey with the way he's pitched lately. Uh, well, with the results that he's gotten lately, I would bet Urban Santana's probably better the rest of the season. I, I am not thinking, I am not evaluating or valuing, let's say, Urban Santana as I would have preseason. He has had velocity issues in his minor league starts. Um, guys who miss a lot of time, it could be, can be kind of dicey. You don't know how they're going to come back from it. And he was living on the edge as it was. Right. He had very low strikeout rate. I'm trying to look up Santana's latest rehab starts. I don't know if you've seen them. Uh, last, two, last his two last one good. was good, but he has a 430 ERA overall. His last two have been encouraging. Last two starts, uh, five earned runs and ten and two thirds. That's not great, but 13 strikeouts to one walk. Uh, maybe the velocity's back up. Uh, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. returned to the minor league lineup. So, still worth stashing Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Guerrero Jr. News and notes, in addition to that, Albert Pujols on the DL, but expected back as soon as he's eligible. Edwin Encarnacion looks like he's fine. He got hit on the hand. Shohei Otani has sat five straight games. Four of them have been against lefties. So, it's clear they're not starting Otani against lefties. I don't know why he sat against the righty, but Otani the batter... How owned should he be? Compare him to Jake Bowers. I'd rather have Bowers. I'd much rather have Bowers, yes. All right, how about Jesse Winker, another part-timer, or Shohei Otani? I'd rather have Winker. If you had Carlos Carrasco and Kenta Maeda in your lineups yesterday, you got a cheap win. They both pitched. <laughs> Carrasco won inning, Maeda won out, and they both got wins. Junior Guerra on the DL with a forearm issue, Byron Buxton on the AAA DL, and Carlos Correa still has no timetable for a return. That is annoying. Let's look at some bullpen stuff. Aroldis Chapman is skipping the All-Star game. He has knee tendonitis. Do you think it makes sense to stash? I don't even know if he's owned, how owned he is. Uh, but Dellen Batances. I believe he's already owned in all category leagues, or mo- most of all category leagues. And I'm not stashing another closer in a points league, probably. Yeah, he's 26% owned, so he's probably, Oh, no, he's still out there. Yeah. I, I'd stash him in a categories league. Kenley Jansen unlikely to pitch in the All-Star game. He's going to rest. Kenley Jansen is following a very similar path to what Chapman did last year. They both got used very similarly in the postseason. And, like, we haven't really talked about it since the beginning of the year because he's righted the ship, but Jansen is not quite Jansen, right? 
This is a worse version of Kenley um, Kenley Jansen. Yeah, it's it's a diminished version. It, yeah, it's interesting. He leads the league in games finished. He's been used quite a bit in the early going this season. Um, God, he's on he's on pace for has to be close to a career high in innings. He's already at forty six and a third. He only had sixty eight each of the last two seasons. So they are using him in is awful lot. Is the All Star break a little later than it has been in the past? The season, I think, started a little right. earlier, and there are more days off. But I don't think the amount of games is drastically different. Like, the Dodgers, they've played 96 games before the All-Star break. That seems like a lot. It's a lot, but I I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's probably an extra five or so. And then the other thing I wanted to look at with Kenley Jansen, because we look at his season-long numbers and say he's just not quite Kenley Jansen. That That may be true, but I wonder how much of that – is the if like even though he's thrown if he's thrown fifty innings, those first five have a pretty big impact still. Yeah, I'm thinking more of the strikeouts. Right, but those he, are way he, down. He didn't have a lot of that. Like he didn't have any yeah, of those but in his even, first two innings. Even if you take out the first five outings, even if you throw in if you just take out the first three where he only had one strikeout, he still has forty seven and forty three in a third innings, which is a strikeout per inning, but not Kenley Jansen territory. All right, fellas, it's, moving on. A 14 per nine last year. Ryan Tapera is off the DL. Do we think Clippard's still the closer for the Blue Jays? In as much as there is a closer for the Blue Jays. Plus, Ozuna's back in a few weeks. Uh, we saw maybe a sneak peek of what might happen if J. Reese Familia or Felipe Vasquez get moved on Friday. Robert Gazelman got a two-inning save for the Mets, and Kyle Crick got a save for the Pirates. Uh, John, Jordan Hicks, Jordan Hicks, he got a save for the Cardinals. That was actually pretty interesting. Jordan Hicks got the save. Uh, he's 24% owned. Probably better than Bud Norris, but he's pitching like garbage lately, Jordan Hicks. Well, it's because of all the abuse he's getting from Bud Norris. That's right. Bud Norris been very mean to him, apparently. That was an amazing, that was just an incredible story. And I, I'm, it's fitting that Mike Matheny was fired shortly after. Didn't I'll I kind of? Then I kind of call this. I mean, Cardinals fans have apparently despised Mike Matheny for quite a while. He should have been fired last yeah. year. They 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 do not have high remarks for Mike Matheny. You know who it reminds me of? It reminded me of uh, the dude who got fired for Boston, John Farrell. Yeah, still like did pretty well. You know, won a World Series. But nobody really ever liked him, I think, in Boston. He, or not nobody, but, you know, the public was not on his side. Uh, Pat Neshek. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about Jordan Hicks. Do you think he needs to be added? So it's interesting. When he was not striking anyone out, he was the most effective reliever in baseball. Do you he think allowed. he needs to be added, Jordan Hicks? No. No, not yet. Pat Neshek got a save on Friday. Victor Arano pitched the eighth. But then Neshek came in. Uh, I think I think that just Sir Anthony Dominguez was not available. He had pitched each of the previous two days. Nishek and Arano pitched on Sunday as they were losing. They and, don't have a closer. And Fernando Rodney, why did he pitch in the fifth inning yesterday? Because he had a flight to catch for something in Miami. I think it was like an immigration hearing. So that don't look in don't look much into that. We'll take a look at the most added list and we'll talk about more pitchers in a second. We're here, also here to help just make everything easier on you. Winning fantasy leagues, cooking, whatever it is. Going to events. Going to games, concerts, comedy, theater. If you want a website or an app that gives you fully guaranteed tickets, that gets you great prices, you want SeatGeek. 
and you want to use the code FANTASY for 20 bucks off your first purchase. I got an email on Saturday night, I believe. It said, Seat Geek Help. It was from Mike. He said, I want to see Weezer in Toronto tonight. I want to use SeatGeek. I forgot the promo code. I don't know how since I listen every day. Is it fantasy for 20 bucks off my first purchase? And thanks for your $1 on draft. <laughs> so, yes, it is fantasy. I got back to him. He said, my girlfriend and I were in the stands at the IndyCar race on Saturday in Toronto. We decided to make it an epic day and stay for the Weezer Pixies concert that evening. I downloaded the SeatGeek app. I instantly found better seats for less money than all the other websites, and that was before using the promo code for 20 bucks off. So, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Mike knows the deal. Use SeatGeek. Even if you don't use the promo code, you're getting great deals. But if you use the code FANTASY, you get 20 bucks off your first purchase. It's FANTASY on the SeatGeek app. All right, most added list. I think we mostly covered the big names here. I don't know if you guys want to talk about any ad drops you made. But uh, but Annabelle Sanchez, Piscotti's number one. Annabelle Sanchez is number two. He's now 52% owned. And Armand Marquez is number three. He's 38% owned. Start him at home and and suffer the consequences. Uh, who'd you rather have, Anibal Sanchez or Armand Marquez? Probably Anibal Sanchez just because the the RP eligibility. He's actually been good this season. Like beyond the 260 ERA, he has a 365 fit. Um, he's useful as a spark. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. I know, but it's weird. Like He's really pitching very well. Get the numbers here on where are you, Anibal Sanchez? Uh, I don't know. He's got he's got I think he's got a sub one whip or like a very it's low been, whip. He's been a different kind of pitcher. Like he has basically abandoned his fastball. He throws it thirty seven point eight percent of the time, which is the lowest he's ever been. And that's he's old, so that's to be expected. And he's throwing his cutter a ton. And I I don't think he's a star. I think he's probably a league average pitcher, but a league average starting pitcher as a relief pitcher. That's a valuable piece. He should be owned in all points leagues, and he probably is at this point. 102 whip for Sanchez. Uh, we got, I talked about the hitters on the most added list, like Carlos Gonzalez, Jesse Winker, Michael Franco, John Gray. Eric Lauer is 19% owned. He's on the most added list, maybe gonna be on the most drop list after his terrible start on Sunday. Uh, why is everybody picking up Lou Trevino? I think he got a save recently. He did, but he's not the closer. Yeah. They're just trying to find the next closer out there. He might have, yeah, I guess he, he has one save in his last month, basically. I made a Blake Trinan pun. Oh, Trinan. As I mentioned, there was an ESPN.com article that said that Blake Trinan is not going anywhere. And also, they're like four games back of the second wild card. They've had an amazing stretch, the A's. So, you can pick up Trevino just because he's a very good pitcher. I wouldn't expect him to get to be the closer. And he's yeah. not this good. Um, Austin Hedges, people need catcher help. Austin Hedges has been added. He's 23% owned. It's a pretty boring list this week. It is, right? So why be bored? How about two more guys, Matt Harvey and Kyle Gibson? So, like, Matt Harvey is better now than he was in his last New York days. That is for sure. There are a lot of signs pointing to that. He's still not good, and we should, we should, we should point that out, that like he has a 1.8 ERA over his last five starts or something, but it's still like 6.8K per nine and better control. But I I think Matt Harvey I, – I think I'd rather have Hannibal Sanchez than Matt Harvey. Here's, here's the only thing I will say in defense of Matt Harvey or in defense of people that are getting 
excited about Matt Harvey is that he has not just that he is better, but he has improved since he's been in Cincinnati and he has been an elite starting pitcher before. So if you want to believe that he is on the path and he could continue to improve, I think that's a reasonable thing to believe. But I would not still trust him on a start-by-start basis. There's just – there's not evidence that he's – there's evidence that he's improved. There's just not evidence that he's getting back to the guy he was. There's no, there's no evidence. You're just hoping he's on the path to that. Yeah. And a couple of other guys on the most added list that are hitting well, but I think we need to see more from both of them. Before we declare that they're back. Gregory Polanco, 82% owned, and Greg Bird, 60% owned. And it's just like, it's a nice hot streak, but, you know, Bird's hitting 281 in his last nine games with three home runs. It's just, it's not great. And Polanco, the same thing. Like in the month of July, Polanco is batting 235? No, 229 with five home runs. Uh, five walks, 12 since, strikeouts. Since May 31st. Which is when his season cratered. He had a 719 OPS on May 30th, so that was the low point. He's had a 986 OPS and hitting 289 in 32 games since then. And, you know, after sitting out a lot when Austin Meadows was hot, he basically hasn't sat out in like the last three or four weeks. So I, what I would say about Gregory Polanco is I'm fine with saying he's back because what he was in the past wasn't ever what we were hoping he would be. Well, he's not running though. That's one other. Not sure he's making the star turn. He's not running, but we're, we're seeing the BABIP early on was really bad and everything else was pretty good for Gregory Polanco. So I, I think we are seeing a better version of him. All right. Let's look at some studs being studs and uh, duds and more. All right. Studs being studs. Zach Godley. He had a really good start, one walk. Walks have just been a huge issue for him this year. But in his last eight appearances, Zach Godley, seven of those are starts, has a 379 ERA, a 14% swinging strike rate, very good, and has been mostly mostly good. Anyway, Godley, Tanaka was good over the weekend. You know, good, bad, you never know with him. Andrew Heaney's still only 80% owned. That's a lot of ownership, but it probably should be higher. And Shane Bieber had a good start against the Yankees. Godly, Tanaka, Heaney, Bieber, anything interesting to say about them? Godly is a poor man's Lance McCullers. Uh, and I don't just mean that in the results. I mean that in the fact that he just, he's decided to just throw his curveball as his like primary pitch now. It's 40% of the time. And that, as we've seen with Lance McCullers, is a much more talented pitcher, but we've seen a similar trend where he just has these stretches where he just can't find the strike zone. And I think that, that's a result of that style of pitching. Mm, interesting. But but, do you trust him? I'll be starting Godley and Tanaka with a like you would say with confidence. I don't know about with confidence, but I I plan on starting them most of the second half. Yeah, I I plan on starting Godley, Tanaka, and Andrew Heaney. I mean Heaney's earned that. Right? Yeah, I I think I'd rather start any of those guys over Sean Newcomb, given the same matchup. And Bieber too, or uh, no, not Bieber. So it. <laughs> Buy, sell, hold, Bieber. Hold. Yeah, you can't sell him now because he just got sent to the minors. No, that, oh, that's right. just a – But perception-wise, yeah. it's yeah, going maybe. to make it more difficult to trade him. I think that it's amazing when I look at Andrew Heaney's game log, and he's just been so good. I mean, five, four of his last six starts, seven or more innings. Five of his last six starts have been really good, and he got pounded at Boston. And it's almost like 
Boston at Boston is like at Colorado at this point. It just if you have a bad start there, I don't care. Well, and like also in terms of actually how many runs he's given up, he's had one start in his last six or seven where he's given up less than three runs. No. Yeah. Oh, runs or earned runs? Runs. Okay, but earned runs, he's got. He's got two. Two more. He's he's got three starts in his last five of less than three runs, three earned runs. Pitching deep into the game, pretty much every time out. Uh, but he's been efficient. Uh, he hasn't like racked up huge pitch totals. Um, he's been very good. Andrew Heaney. All right. Studs being duds. Any concerns with Verlander, Michaelis, Barrios, Porcello, and then Michael Fulmer, who barely qualifies. I don't want to see Michael Fulmer get traded. He's better at home, much better. Um, Justin Verlander, th- this is this is who he is, and every once in a while he's going to have a start where he gives up three or four home runs because he's he's a fly ball pitcher. We see it with Max Scherzer every once in a while. There's no reason to be concerned. Um. Jose Barrios, this is, he's inconsistent. This is just who he is. Um, when he's good, he's really good. When he's bad, he's really bad. Um, I, I don't think there's really anything to say there. Yeah. I, Except that Jamison Town's better. I might. Moving on. Not true, obviously, but I might have, like, if I had any concern about any of these guys, it might be Michaelis just a little bit. And just because, like. Lee catching up to him? Yeah. I, I worry that in the second half, he's not quite as good as he was in the first half. And he's had a couple of weird starts in his last three. The four walks against Arizona was really strange for him. He's a weird pitcher. He is a very weird pitcher. So I've got I've got a very slight amount of concern like, about Michael. The statistical profile fits the kind of pitcher where you're like, man, the league's gonna catch up to this guy and figure him out. Like the statistical profile kind of looks like Daniel Mengden, who the league definitely figured out. But he throws ninety five. Throws ninety seven. Yeah, I know. That's it's like Dallas Keuchel, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, better control, less ground balls, and better stuff. I mean, harder stuff. I don't better, but he throws he, hard. Didn't get made a swing and miss at it, so it's not that great. Right, that, but that's that's what's weird about him is like, it's it's hard to make. There are certain pitchers where it makes sense. Daniel Mangdon is a great example of a pitcher who like what he was doing made sense, and the fact that he has struggled since then also makes sense. With Michaelis, because he throws so hard, I think he could avoid. Some of the league figuring him out stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, studs being something in between studs and duds. Clayton Kershaw, Garrett Cole, Jack Flaherty, Chase Anderson, Walker Bueller, Jake Arietta, and Madison Bumgarner. Now, some of them didn't have quality starts. Some of them had low strikeout totals. Some of them walked batters, but they were good. They were good, but they weren't great. Kershaw, Cole, Flaherty, Chase Anderson. Walker Bueller, Jake Arietta, Madison Bumgarner. That is a strange group of pitchers to put in one category. All right, let's separate it into two. Okay. Kershaw, Bumgarner, Cole is group one. Kershaw, Bumgarner, Cole. How do you rank them rest of season? Kershaw, Cole, Bumgarner. Yes, but Garrett Cole has been weird lately. I'm a little concerned about him. He's walking a lot of people. He's also striking everyone out. He's just like almost 4.5K per nine. Uh, since the start of June. Walks per night. Right. Walks, Walks per night. Yeah, but the, the thing is, Garrett Cole right now is a 3.2 walk per nine. That's a career high. So it's uncharacteristic of him. It's not like Sean Newcomb where he's had control issues. It is uncharacteristic, but this is a different, like, the K per nine is also uncharacteristic for Garrett Cole. He's, he is having an uncharacteristic season. I think his, his fly ball rate is also way high. Um, 
Well, his ground ball rate is way down. So. Yeah, he he's a Garrett Cole is a just fundamentally different pitcher than the one he used to be in Pittsburgh, and it's definitely a better one. I just, you know, we were putting him in the like top five conversation after the first month or two, and you know maybe it's more in the like slightly better Lance McCullers conversation. Okay, but still ahead of Cole, still ahead of Bumgarner. I think so. Yeah. And then the next group: Flaherty, Chase Anderson, Bueller, Arietta. Heath, who are you concerned about there, if anyone? I, I like Walker Bueller. I'm concerned that he's going to get jerked around a lot. They sent him the down, right? Half. They sent him yeah. down. I would expect they're going to bring him back up in a, in a couple of weeks. But they'll they ex- make a few starts. They explicitly said it was to manage his workload. Yes. Uh, so I, I'm the most concerned by far with Walker Bueller. I wish he'd have like two great starts in a row, and I would deal him as quick as possible. I'm most concerned about Chase Anderson just because he's not as good as these other guys. Yeah. Anderson's always, like, fine. But he he does have a 165. Could that really be right? No, that can't be right. I must have. That must be a typo. He might be as good as Jake Arrieta now. 165 ERA in his last five starts? Is that possible for Chase Anderson? Uh, Uh, Four of the most recent? Yeah, maybe. And his velocity has fluctuated a lot yeah he has 195 era over the last 165 era over the last five starts okay his fluctuate his velocity's fluctuated all season but it's come back uh, to where deep last year all right so i, I think arietta i I'd, lo- I'd try to sell right now yeah if you could sure and we'll save the fringies for tomorrow or whenever yeah i think tomorrow we'll probably do a show but there's plenty to talk about no rush to pick anyone up and we've talked about a lot of ads so i actually want to read some emails that should be helpful because there are a lot of like this guy or this guy or rank these players types of emails. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, I watched something last night that I, I found myself shocked at how much I enjoyed it. And I didn't even mean to watch it, just sort of stumbled upon it. I watched the new version of Double Dare. I did not know that was a thing. Oh, yeah. They relaunched it. it is was, what's his name back? He is back, but he's like not really the host. There's a girl who's the main host, and then he... Emeritus? I, but he's, he does more than that. It just, he doesn't do that much. Mark, Mark Summers is his. Look, name. he's got a lot going on. He's got that candy show that's been off the air for a few years. I like Mark Summers. I do too. I love the candy show. My brother, uh, knew Mark Summers. He, he said, uh, he was very nice. My brother used to work for Nickelodeon. Said, do we have an email about that? Mark Summers was great. What do you mean? What? Do we have an email about that? About what? Oh, I just thought we were going to read some emails. What a jerk. What a jerk, right? Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. What a jerk. A nice conversation about Mark Summers and Yeah. Ugh. Jerk. Alright. I, I am here for the listeners. Here's the, here are the emails. From Nick. Would you drop Eric Hosmer or Tommy Pham for Bowers and or Winker? Eric Hosmer is the type of player that if a, an interesting, exciting player comes along, I'm perfectly fine dropping him and I think Jake Bowers is very interesting. So, yeah. I have Jake Bowers ranked ahead of Eric Hosmer at first base, so I will say yes. Would you drop Tommy Pham for Winker? I would not. No. Okay, this from looks like no name. Who will have the best second half in a 12-team categories league? Bowers, Piscotty, Franco, or Crone? Piscotty and then Bowers. I'm going to say Bowers and Piscotty. And okay. Oh, 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 now it gets interesting. Two other players who are available. You got Bowers and Piscotty, they're your favorites. We also have Conforto and Cespedes on waivers. 
I think the answer has to be Cespit. Is as frustrating as the season has been, there's just so much more upside. None of nobody else in this group, with the exception of Conforto, has Cespit as upside. Yeah. And it's not close. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, from no name again, which pitcher would you rather have rest of season, Jamison Tyone or Luis Castillo? Jamison Tyone. Yeah. Tyone. From Carl, I want to keep two batters, two pitchers. So pick two hitters: Guriel, Bowers, and Belt. Bowers and Belt. Yeah. And two pitchers. Godly, Eflin, Bieber, Peralta. That one's way more tough. Um, Let me read it again. Godly, Eflin, Bieber, Peralta. We need two. I think I would go Godly and Eflin. Godly is the sure thing for me. Probably Eflin. I don't have any idea how I have those other three ranked. Their value seems to change every time they make a start. Yeah, Eflin... He looks really good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> I moved on. Uh, dear Kirby, Kent, Jack, and Dan. This is Bill from Minneapolis. Kirby, Kent, Jack, and Dan. Kirby, Kent, Jack, and Those are the 87 twins. Yeah, these are twins. Uh, okay. I think, I think they're all 80, on the 87 championship team. Or 91? Maybe 91. Also, he could have put... Kent Herbeck, uh, Dan Gladden. Sure. Had nice, nice lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Rank these starting pitchers rest of season categories league. Quality starts and wins. Bieber, Stroman, Chase Anderson, Carlos Rodon. Bieber, Stroman, Anderson, Rodon. I'm just trying to figure, is there something I'm missing with Shane Bieber? He's been very good. Yeah. Rodon, Stroman, Bieber, Anderson. Yeah, I think I, I think I'd go Rodon, Bieber, Stroman, Anderson. You guys are gonna take the pitcher who has been the worst, number one. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Uh, Stroman's been worse than Rodon. True story. We're taking the pitcher who's been the worst, number two. <laughs> true, true story. All right, this is from Kevin. <laughs> worst at the top. <laughs> Kevin says, "Hey, Sam, Neil, and Bill." Ah, uh, great show. Is it Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. I didn't. I only knew that because he put it in the email. So good. You've never watched, have we talked about this? No, I've never, never watched, watched it. It's so good. Is this an email, Chris? Is this an email? It is. Yeah, email, it actually it is, yes. Ted Team Head to Head, <laughs> head, to head Categories League. I should definitely drop Kyle Tucker for Gregory Polanco, right? Depends what you need. Kyle Tucker has more upside. I would not in a 10 team head to head Categories League. And I would in like a 14 team. Kevin also points out that, that Wei and Chen has amazing numbers at home does that matter to you i feel like we've probably been sleeping on way in chin just a little let's, bit let's weigh in on this he has a 183 era in seven home starts and i really it's, could not care less a lot worse than i thought so disregard what i yeah, said no no he's but 183 at home but i i still like like i buy armand marquez on the road i don't buy way in chin at home we have been sleeping on way in chin the appropriate amount yeah and finally we got sam in springdale Rank these hitters in a categories league. Jack Peterson, Kevin Kiermeyer, DeShields, Conforto, Otani, and Kepler, who's been hitting well. Peterson, Kiermeyer, DeShields, Conforto, Otani, Kepler. Top three. Peterson, Conforto. Kiermeyer for me. Probably Kiermeyer, yeah. Yeah. In this I, format. I'm fine with that. And Craig, better best rest of season. John Gray, Matt Harvey, Nate Avaldi. 
John Gray. John Gray. John Gray it is. Always the guy who's been the worst. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. We'll be back probably tomorrow. Enjoy the show. What? Enjoy the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Oh, my God. Terrible. Bye. <laughs>